swimming, and let them see me to go go. I don't have to be still, don't feel, don't let them alone. Oh, let them walk. Let actually Rachel's due date not her induction date which was back on Friday but this is her due date this is the day that our son was due to be born and um, well that's not happened we're really kind of worried that he, um, he's going to be born in April we really don't want him to be born in April Fool's Day uh, but also we don't want him to have the same uh, a birthday in the same month as his sister that just feels a little bit unfair but not much we can do about that gotta let nature run its course um especially since induction doesn't look likely now uh so hopefully sometime very soon we're gonna have a son but it's not gonna be today and it has been a bit of a waiting game today um we have begun to get those periodic texts from anybody and everybody just saying hey how you doing just want to check in, see how you are. Um, obviously, everybody just kind of fishing to see if there's news. Uh, my mum demanding that she has to be the first to know before I text any other uh, uh, relatives, which is understandable. Um, but other people as well, just friends I have around the world, just being texting me today. Um, I know their game. They know the date. They've, they've been thinking about the date. And so they're just looking for news. Um, the reality is I probably won't tell anybody until Rachel's well into labour or until um, baby is born um, just because there's no need trying to have WhatsApp conversations when that stuff is going on so that's not going to happen other than that we're just trying to have as normal a time as possible um, for toddlers this is a difficult really difficult situation and Kira is really feeling it. Like I can tell, she just, her sleep pattern's already been messed up by the change in the times, the clocks going forward. And the fact that she's not outside much, although I tried to walk her around today, just tire her out and do a bit of running. Um, even with that, the, the fact that she can't go outside, can't see her friends, doesn't go to nursery, doesn't go out anywhere, it's just kind of messing with the structure of her day. And it must be just so confusing to her because it must feel like it should be holiday time because her parents are at home and her grandparents are here, but yet nothing really holiday-ish happens other than that we play with her in the house and she gets to watch some Disney movies. Um, but I think, I don't, know, it's, I don't think it's that she's not stimulated enough because we do a lot of stuff with her and she's learning a lot and her language is really coming on, but um, she's she's 
probably not getting enough daylight, sunlight, exercise, fresh air, all those kind of old-fashioned things that kids need to have. This series of recordings is a number of things, but one of them is to have a resource for historical empathy. And historical empathy refers to the ability to perceive um, and emotionally experience and therefore better contextualize uh, someone's lived experience historically. In other words, if you're reading a text or you're listening to a recording about uh, someone in history's plight, then you go beyond simply intellectually acknowledging it or recalling the facts of their existence and experiences, but instead you'll be able to understand how that person felt and thought and how they acted and why they acted that way and what consequences they might have faced in their unique historical and social context. And so we can simplify historical empathy as truly putting yourself in the shoes of somebody who's lived in the past. Um, I've just read that from study.com, so that's um, thank you study.com. Uh, that's an explanation of what historical empathy is, and it kind of gets to the heart of the reason why I'm uh, making this series of recordings. What are you doing? I'm pulling up my socks first. you got to pull up your socks. Yes. You really need to pull your socks up because you're about to get a little brother, aren't you? Yes. Well, I'm the top brother, but I'm a little sister. You're going to be a big sister. But I need to eat my broccoli. You do need to eat your broccoli. Why do you need to eat broccoli? Oh, I've forgotten to eat broccoli. You forgot to eat your broccoli today, didn't you? Yes. What will happen if you eat your broccoli? Um, I have to eat my broccoli. So that you become? To be big. And? You're going to become big and? I want to get, I don't want to get big and strong. You don't want to be big and strong, you're just going to stay little and weak? Yes. Okay, that's fine with me. You just stay exactly as you are, baby. Okay. And all that's left to say is that we are the most successful species on the planet, and this is a piece of RNA. And we're going to destroy it.